hi there. Ollie Anderson here. You're listening to Creative Status. This is a podcast about using your creativity to improve your life by growing more real. If you don't know, I'm a creative performance coach and author who focuses on this kind of stuff, helping us to basically figure out what is real, what's not, and to help us understand the benefits of aligning ourselves with the real stuff rather than the the unreal. That's the whole theme of the podcast, using the creative process to do that. Today's interview is with Saskia Rosa Hartman. She's an author and an energy worker and an artist who basically has a really interesting conversation with me about channeling. Saskia is really cool because I don't necessarily see things the same way that she does and vice versa. But we managed to turn this into a kind of dialogue and find some common ground, which led us to the same place. That's the really interesting thing I found when you focus on reality instead of your interpretations. It's like that story that you've probably heard me say before, if uh, you listen to podcasts before, about the blind men and the elephants. The idea that there's an elephant and there's all these blind guys standing around it. They're each holding a different piece of the elephant. One's holding the leg, and he says, this is a tree trunk. The other's holding the tail. He says, this is a snake, ETC. They're all holding different parts of the elephant, and they start arguing about their interpretations. That's what's going on in life. We're all arguing about different interpretations of the same thing, where the thing, if you can call it a thing, the truth is the same for all of us. It's not a fashionable view, because we're supposed to believe in my reality and your reality and blah, blah, blah. But when we say that, we're just talking about interpretations. My interpretation, your interpretation, where do these interpretations come from? Well, it's our experience and our emotional stuff. Anyway, me and Saskia had totally different interpretations about how certain things work. She likes to channel things, and that is part of her creative process. I don't necessarily think that, you know, there are entities out there trying to communicate with us, but the truth of what she's saying is totally valid when you break it down and you look at it in relation to human experience. So this was a great conversation for me because I learned some stuff. Saskia, thank you so much for being patient with me, I guess, as I asked you these questions and was maybe even a little bit cynical in places about some of this stuff. I think it led us to an amazing place. Uh, To everyone that's listening, there's some good stuff in here. Uh, Mickey Mouse makes an appearance as well. So I hope you get some value. Thanks for listening. Saskia, thanks for your time. Here we go. Boom. Oh, hi there. Saskia, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Creative Status. I feel like this is going to be one of those conversations that goes all over the place and that could lead to somewhere totally unexpected. But before I start asking you questions, do you feel like introducing yourself, telling people what you do, what you're all about, and what you want to get out of this conversation today as well. Thank you, Oli, for letting me be here. I'm so happy that it finally worked. Out. Finally, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes, my name is Saskia, and I feel, well, I felt driven to write a book which has been completely channeled. And so it hasn't been me who has written this book. (laughs) Yes, and I would like to talk about channeling today. Huh. Okay. Well, that sounds simple enough. 
So let's get right into it because channeling is one of these things where obviously there's a lot of questions people might have. There's a lot of skepticism, I guess, to some extent. There's a lot of people online that are channeling all kinds of things all over the place. Let's start with the basic basics. So what is your book about, first of all? Should we start with that? Um, it's about the new world that is coming <laughs> and why there's so much chaos at the moment all over the world because the old is breaking up and the new is coming in and everything and everyone is just uh, chaotic and not sure. <laughs> yeah. Like I can yeah. totally uh, relate to that. It seems like the world is kind of falling to pieces a little bit. Like maybe maybe people have always felt this way, but it does seem like, I don't know, people are becoming more unreal than ever before. Like yeah. disconnected from their humanity and everyone's got mental health issues and there's like wars going on all over the place and blah, blah, blah. So how did this idea for the book come to you? Like I know it was channeled, but like what happened? Like you were just walking down the road one day or something and then this idea popped into your brain and you're like, right, I have to write this book. Like, can you tell me about the the process a little bit, like how it came to you in the first place? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> I think I just got the information to do it. I just get the impulse. Yeah. Okay. Can you remember exactly when it happened though? Or and like yes, the those channelings happened in winter um 21 and 22 wow okay. and what's the difference between channeling and just kind of having some kind of intuition i guess or some kind of an impulse that arises from the unconscious and is trying to get your attention so it becomes a conscious thing is there is there a difference or yes, yes. okay <laughs> so what is it like how is it different um I feel the the impulses are just shorter and the channelings, they come really in words. It's not just ideas and meanings and yeah, it's really words that are spoken through me, which are not mine. Okay. Yeah. So do you, do you know whose words they are or is that a mystery? Or? Yes, um, I, I almost often asked for it. In the beginning, I asked for, uh, I asked a question, an information question, and then I have um, those energies speaking through me, and then in the end, I I ask who has spoken, and yeah, they are not so into answering <laughs> because it's not important out there, and um. Everyone here um, has different thoughts about different energies. So there are some people that love Archangel Michael, for example, and others who hate <laughs> angels and Christ and things like this. So yeah, they don't really, those energies don't really love to tell who they are. Yes, but... But you can say, you can feel it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, 
when I've written like a few books and when I've been writing them, I've kind of gotten into this kind of flow state where the words just kind of come pouring out and it's a very fluid kind of process. Like I don't really have to put that much effort into it. And when I get in that state, I always think that it's basically because I managed to get my you know, conscious mind, my ego out of the way. And it's like I tap into like a, I guess a higher version of myself. Like when I'm writing, it's almost as though I am tapping into a certain energy, but that energy is like the purest form of my energy, if that makes sense. I always think it's like me being my most real. And then somehow I can just get into a state where the words end up on the page as a kind of interplay between what's going on inside me and what's going on outside, if that makes sense. It sounds like what you're talking about is totally different to that. Like, ultimately, there are, you said angels or like even like, you know, higher beings or whatever it is, they out there somewhere and they connect to certain people so they can allow certain messages to be expressed through them. Is that right? Yes. And, um, but I think your, your process is, uh, kind of tending to as your purest self. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. some call it higher self. Do you think it's the same? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think like the whole point of this podcast is that we all have a connection to wholeness, a connection to realness. Yes. Source, God, blah, 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 whatever people want to call it. We all have a connection to that always. And the only thing ultimately that stops us from being connected or being aware of that connection is our relationship with ourselves. And I think the creative process allows us to experience who we really are in those moments of wholeness because we put ourselves in some kind of a situation, whether we're writing a book or, I don't know, even doing a yoga session or painting a picture or whatever it is, we put ourselves purely, purely in the present moment. And in the present moment, we can only be that higher version of ourselves or whatever word we want to use. But I think, you know, there's an extra level maybe that, you know, a lot of people are kind of cynical around it. And to be honest, I'm, I still have questions. Like when people talk about channeling and things like that, sometimes I just think, well, okay, is this just the unconscious mind trying to express itself in a way where it, it makes it easier for people to feel a sense of control over it? Because in the unconscious mind, there's the shadow self, there's all kinds of things that we may, may not want to face. And so I think if people sometimes, you know, they hear it through the voice of an angel or through Jesus Christ or whatever it is, it allows them to face certain things or certain views of the world that they might have. So for example, if, if you know, your book is about the new world is coming and blah, 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 feeling, I'm not saying this is what's happening, but feeling it through the, the message has been told to us by angels or something, maybe it makes it easier to deal with. But then at the same time, like, I know there's the collective unconscious, and I've had moments where I've experienced things from that, I think. So moments of synchronicity and things like that. So it makes me think, okay, is there really something more going on? So what do you think about that, I guess, before I ask you more questions? Because basically, I've been very cynical right now. About what? <laughs> about the channeling and everything. Like, how do you know yeah. that, you know, it is an angel or whatever, and that it's not just your 
unconscious trying to tell you things and using certain archetypes, I guess, and symbols as a way of allowing you to feel it in a more comfortable way or something like that. If you don't mind me just being so blunt. Yeah. I hope I can explain it. Yeah. But we are finally everything. We are everything. So everything is a part of me. And those shadow parts and unconscious parts as well as higher angel parts as well. <laughs> so everything is part of us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> so are the angels that you've experienced when you channel the things, are they separate from you? Because now it's like... A lot of the time when people are channeling, they'll act like it's a totally separate entity that is communicating to them from, you know, the ether, wherever. But if everything is connected in wholeness, it seems like what you're saying is there are certain entities that we are connected to at all times. And because everything is ultimately connected and everything is just one big relationship, having a relationship with itself, however. And so at certain times in our lives, because of certain creative drives that we have or whatever we can connect to certain we can acknowledge our connection to certain things more than others something like that um no. Did, uh, could you please uh, <laughs> repeat your question sorry so a lot of the time like there's so many people on instagram right they for example they do these videos where they're channeling some message from some higher source or areas yeah. they close their eyes and they start kind of vibrating and moving around and stuff and then these messages just kind of come out and they say that you know okay this is the virgin mary or this is some egyptian goddess or whatever, yeah. whatever it is and it's almost as though that entity is a separate thing but what but if i understand what you're saying it's not actually a separate thing. It's a, I don't know, it's got some kind of soul connection or whatever people call it because ultimately everything just is one. Yes. But some people are closer to some of these archetypes or these beings or whatever people want to than others. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I don't even know if I make sense anymore right now. I, I understand. You Your question is if some are closer than others. Yeah, I guess so. Something like um, Finally, no. <laughs> because we, I, I believe we are all everything. All of us. Yeah. And of course, you can do your daily yoga and eat only green uh, veggies. And so <laughs> it's, it's easier, <laughs> maybe, yeah. to stay in, in your, in your uh, yeah, how do you call it? in your <laughs> connection with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you don't uh, eat fast food and, and watch TV all day long, so you disconnect from yourself. So maybe it's, maybe it's easier for those who, who try to be connected to themselves through med daily meditation and so on. But finally, we all have the possibility to connect yeah to everything that is <laughs> yeah yeah because we are everything and yeah. not yeah and it is at the same time out there 
as it is inside of us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that actually does kind of make sense because ultimately what's real is, I, I always say, is beyond any sense of duality. So like inner and outer, near and far, like all of those are just kind of concepts that we use to make sense of life. And I think in our natural state, we are all connected to wholeness all of the time. We're all connected to reality all of the time. But it's the way that we think about life and the way that we identify with our bodies or with the world and the concepts that we pick up that help us make sense of life is the way that we identify with all that stuff that stops us from being aligned with our true nature. So what you're saying basically is that the natural state of a human being is to be able to, I guess, be connected to or to be able to receive these messages from life itself. And I guess also is life isn't just about what's going on on planet Earth. There may be some other kind of sphere of being that we don't know about. But because everything is connected to everything, even though we can't see it, it's kind of there. Something like that. Is that is that right? Yes. <laughs> so... When you got the inspiration for your book, like the impulse popped up mm. and this being that you were able to channel started giving you, you, you know, messages, telling you what to write, whatever it was. Why do you think it chose you, if that makes sense? Was it because you're doing yoga every day and <laughs> e e eating your greens, like you say, or is it something else? Like, is it like your life experience or something? It's like, no, yeah, it's sorry. just the intention. Finally, like you're, that's yeah. all. Your intention. Yes. Oh. Okay. And you can do it. Just yeah. give out this intention. I want to channel. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually, I was thinking about this quite recently. Like I wanted to channel Mickey Mouse. Yes, you can do. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know why. I just thought that would be an interesting experiment. Yeah. Because Mickey Mouse is like an idea. Yeah, but I, it has a soul has because soul. he gave it exactly yeah. all of us. Yeah. Yes, people have invested so much energy like, in Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and I wanted to see if it was possible to like tune into that energy. I'm sure it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, after this podcast, I think I'm gonna gonna do that today. <laughs> hey Pluto, it's me. <laughs> um, okay, so all we need is the intention, is what you're saying. Yes. So, how do we use this then? And the it, belief. The, the belief, yeah. 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 Because obviously, if you don't have the belief, I guess it's going to close it down. That's why I think Mickey Mouse is a, a good starting point for me because I believe <laughs> I believe in Mickey Mouse, but I don't know about like angels and all that stuff. So, <laughs> how can we use this in a practical way? So, let's say somebody listening to this show has, I don't know, they have certain problems in their life. Like maybe they're feeling a bit anxious or stuck or depressed or whatever. Maybe they just they a creative person and they want to do some more creative work, but they've I don't know they've hit a block or a brick wall or something. How can they start setting intentions in the way that you're talking about to circumvent the ego stuff, I guess, and start creating something, you know, in this fluid way where things are coming to us instead of us trying to grasp at them? If that makes sense. Yeah, the intention here to me would be, I give up control. And give this control up to my guides or to 
whoever out there wants to speak through me and give me a solution. And of course, these are finally parts of yourself, but yes. higher parts of yourself. Yes. Well, I actually, if people don't believe in angels and beings and all this other stuff, would this technique still work? Because actually, Yes, of course. Yeah. Like one of the themes of this podcast is that, okay, if we want to be more creative, which is real because we're all creative, if we want to tap into our natural birthright, let's say, of being a creative being and integrating all the parts of ourselves and moving towards wholeness and acceptance and blah, 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 all the things to talk about, what we need to do ultimately is give up control because the ego, the false identity we picked up that stops us from being creative and real in that way, the ego is an illusion that we have created in an attempt to force life through our will. And a lot of the time, our will isn't even real anyway. But anyway, by living in that egotistical way, we hold ourselves back, ironically, from everything that we want, which is this connection to wholeness and freedom that comes with it and all that stuff. So channeling in this way that you're talking about is actually just a shortcut to giving up control. And maybe it's going to allow some people to talk to I don't know, God or whoever. Maybe it's going to allow some people to talk to their higher selves. At the end of the day, actually, it doesn't even matter who they are talking to. Like all, the, yes. yeah, like all that really matters is that they're getting out of their head and they've been open to the wisdom that is in them or their connect connection to that wisdom from however they want to conceptualize it as being sourced. So if that's true, can you walk us through the process? Like, how do we do it? So let's say I want to, I'm going to finish this podcast recording. I'm going to go channel Mickey Mouse to try and solve some of my problems in life. Like maybe I want to be more creative. I, I need to write another book. I've been undecided about what my next book should be about. How can I channel Mickey Mouse to do that? If that's not, um, you know, I'm not taking the piss or anything. Like how, how could I do that in a kind of realistic way? Well, yes, of course you can ask directly for Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But I would, if I was you just uh, ask for someone who could who can solve your problem and if it's Mickey Mouse in the end it's good if it's uh, some <laughs> somebody else you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah actually yeah that makes sense because me asking for Mickey Mouse that's actually me trying to control the situation yes but you can still ask for Mickey Mouse it's possible too yeah but I think now I've realized I have an emotional attachment to Mickey Mouse which, <laughs> which is It's part of the problem because actually by being attached to the channel in Mickey Mouse, I'm doing two things. One, I'm trying to control the situation, which is going to control the answers that I get, which is a way of avoiding the uncertainty and the truth because actually the only truth that can change my life has no connection to anything that I already think I know, not really, because it's going to break me through the old patterns. But two, by asking for Mickey Mouse, I'm kind of, I'm making a mockery in a way of the whole channeling thing Even though I, <laughs> even though I do know that it's just a technique for tapping into the unconscious, so I can make it conscious. So the <laughs> best way to do it, if I understand you, is to have no expectations whatsoever. To just sit down. Yeah. Is it like a meditation when you do it? Like, yes, I sit down and bring myself into a focus, very focused, but as well at the same time um, relaxed state. Yeah. And, and then all you've done at that stage when you get into the relax, relaxed state is you've 
you've set your intention yeah. that, that you're going to get some guidance from whoever, and it could be anyone. Yeah. And then that's it. You just wait for it. And then it just kind of, yes, it just arises. It just pops up. It, it arises. It, and normally the people just listen to this wisdom and in channeling, you let it speak. You, you use your throat as well. Yeah. So yeah. Lit literal words come on. Yeah. Okay. And you don't, you try to not control these words. Yeah. Yeah. And you, the more you are in trance, the more they flow. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it is the creative process that you're talking about. So your ego gets out of the way. You're not stopping the words from saying what they need to say. Yes. And it's just the natural flow of the unconscious yeah. becoming conscious or in the deeper sense, the collective unconscious becoming unconscious and then conscious, ultimately. Do you... Like, do you write things down or like, do you just remember it? Like, how does the... No, I film myself during this process and after I, I, I write it, yeah. Yeah. This this on your YouTube channel. You've got a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, but not not all of this, not. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. What is your YouTube channel? Just so people know. Uh, Saskia Rosa Hartmann. Very good. I'll, I'll share that in the show notes uh, so people can see it. Okay. So you set the intention... You get into this very relaxed state mm -hmm. where I guess you're feeling very real and then things just kind of emerge and then you end up with the answers that you need or the wisdom that you need, the creative direction that you need to go in in the case of your book. Is there anything that people need to be aware of? Because I suppose this is just a hypothesis, right? Like if, yeah. if you set the intention to get guidance from anybody or anything that may happen to be out there is it possible that you're going to get guidance from you know the darker sides of yourself or what some people are going to call yes. de demons or whatever how do you how do you avoid you know this process traumatizing you or giving you like negative experiences although some of those negative yes. experiences i guess they can help you so what? with yeah. your heart okay. you feel you feel you feel this energy and you feel if it speaks for something good or not. And if it doesn't, you just uh, throw it out. Okay. This is important too, that you you stay the master in there. <laughs> yeah. It's not the energy is taken over you. It's you who decide. So how do you, how do you do that? Is it like when you're meditating... And, you know, there's the whole thing. There's the observer and the obs observed. So, like, when you get in that meditative state, okay, you're super relaxed, but your thoughts are kind of floating by. It's like the analogy people always use is, like, you're looking at the sky and your thoughts are just the clouds kind of passing by. Is it the same thing with these channeled... experiences that you get so you, you're observing it but you're not necessarily connected to it so you're still aware basically it's not like you don't have awareness or any or consciousness well i put myself in this into this relaxed relaxed state and there i uh, send out my my question and then i have the answer coming in and the frequency of the answer and then 
at this moment I'm I'm focused. My body is in this trance state, but my head inside my head it, it is very focused. Yeah, yeah. Just it seems like uh, it's just a little bit of my head, and there's nothing floating by. It's just focused on on this answer. So you're like totally, totally present, basically. Like in the you are you connected to you know what people call source or wholeness or whatever. Like sometimes, sometimes I think like when you get in this place where you're really flowing with the creative process, you're not connected to just yourself as an individual like i've said like you step out of independence and you're in to a state of interdependence like you're connected to everything like we've, we've said a few times but in that place of wholeness this is going to sound very pretentious like it's kind of beyond time and space and cause and effect it's just a place where i don't know how to describe it like a place of union do you know what i mean and in that place yeah. of union that's where all the answers are. It's the only yes. place where anything can come from. So actually, it sounds like what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you put yourself in this relaxed state and you get out of your head and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But then you, you put yourself into the source and it's like you can you just pick out the answers that you need at that time because they're all there. So you go into the... the I let them come. I yeah. don't pick them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's the source is like a like a river or something and like they they're just kind of floating down there and you put yourself in the place where they can float to you if I'm yeah yeah okay so we understand the process can you tell us about your your book so obviously your book it came to you through this process right so yes you, you didn't think you were going to write a book i guess no <laughs> and then i don't know you must have had some kind of a question or something and then you sat down, you put yourself in the state, and then the answer came to you in the form of a book. Is is that right? And if it is right, what questions did your book answer for you? Yeah. Already in the beginning, the chapters came just by itself. <laughs> they they brought me they brought me the chapters, the whole what it is all about and the structure of the book. Everything is channeled. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do any work. <laughs> and then later I I asked to go deeper into those chapters because, yeah, it was not enough for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> so the original chapters, when they popped up, did they pop up as the response to a question or did they just pop up? Yeah, they just pop up, pop wow. up. So... Do you think that makes it more real in a way? Yes. And then um, I've heard about numbers and and the, the importance of numbers. And then I asked myself, I wonder how many chapters my book has. <laughs> and I counted them and it was nine. And nine is, yeah, to me it's a number of completeness and of, yeah, the yeah. end of a, of a circle. Okay. So it has nine chapters you got the whole structure, all of that stuff just appeared to you. That wasn't because you were asking questions. It's like, it's almost as though 
the world, well, not the world, because the world isn't real, like the universe or God or salt, whatever word we're going to use, something decided that you were ready to write this book. <laughs> yes, maybe I wanted to know what <clears throat> the new word is about. Yeah. That's I guess I, I wanted to know this. <laughs> yeah, may, I think that's what I'm getting at. Like maybe, maybe unconsciously, yes, <laughs> you were asking questions. Like maybe, yes. surely, like, surely. Yeah, you. There must have. It must have been the answer to a question, right? So yeah. this is this is my thing again. Like, is it just the unconscious becoming conscious? Who knows? Yes. Like, it doesn't really matter. But like, if you look at your life and the way that you you were before you started writing the book. How do you see the world? Like, do you look at the world and you think, oh my God, like, everything is just awful, like... No. Social media <laughs> social media is so empty. I don't know. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, how did how did the arrival of these chapters in your life yes. answer some of these unconscious questions you might have had about, you know, where the world is going? And I guess on a, on a slightly deeper level, maybe... Why do, Why were you asking these questions in the first place, do you think? Like, why did you have these questions about where is the world going? Like, Well, I'm so cu curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I thought, yeah, if I... Because I learned how to channel. I learned it, huh? Someone taught me mm -hmm. how to do it. And I thought, yes, now if I can just ask every question, I, I'm going to ask this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess I, I guess I did this. yeah. But what I guess what I'm saying is, what do you, what do you think drove that question? Like, was it like these are all just examples, right? But was it because you had a fear of what the world might end up being like? Was it because you had love for other human beings and you wanted to help them, or I don't know? I was literally just curiosity, like, oh, you know, what's going to happen in the future, or like what? Yeah, like what was. Why did you have those questions, I guess? I know that's a weird question, but what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to see if there's a link between what was going on inside you and then the stuff that you were able to channel. Mm. Uh, well, now, after this book, I don't have any uh, insecurity anymore about this new... Yeah. I don't have any fears. I don't... Uh, Maybe not even now, when when everywhere is chaos, it is everything is good and everything is wow. even wanted and everything has a reason and wow, yeah, yeah. So it gave you it gave you peace, basically. yeah. Okay, like that's really interesting because I think like the true creative projects that arise in our lives are always moving us towards wholeness and when we move towards wholeness we always end up feeling peace because in the whole that's the only thing that you can have like you you transcend dualistic thinking and all that stuff you're not afraid of judgment yes. anymore you might not even fear death you just think okay yes. this is the way life is and i accept it that's the final lesson so in a way this book came to you for whatever reason like who knows to give you that peace like to give you a stronger foundation, like you're saying, to make you more real. So what is the, you know, the message of the book? Like maybe we need to talk about that a bit more just to give even more context. Like what are the nine nine chapters, if you don't mind sharing? Like what's the main message of the book? What's the main lessons that we can 
take from it? What does it tell us about the world and where it's going? It it tells us about love, about joy, and the importance of joy, and flow, the importance of flow, <laughs> and the infinite return here. What what? And, mm-hmm. sorry, what's the name of the book? Sorry, it's Manifesto for a New Earth. So for New Okay. Sorry. So yeah. So Manifesto for a New Earth, and it's about joy and peace and all these things. Does it tell us <laughs> community? Community very important too. Does it tell us how to achieve those things? Like yes. Guess, like what do we need to do according to the book and the channel message? Like what do we need to do to to reach this new earth um yeah there we have to follow this nine chapters or now we don't have to follow them but we have to laugh we have to be in joy we how do we come and laugh and how do we come and enjoy speak and how do we come and flow but the most important is to let it flow i guess mm. so what are the main lessons there if like the main Like ultimately, the main theme of this podcast is that, like, if we if we can go with the creative urges that we have, yeah, th- then we end up flowing with life towards yeah. wholeness and the natural unfolding towards wholeness that is always taking place. Instead yes. of trying to force things and be stuck, yes, old ways of thinking, old ways of being, being ruled by emotions, like we can let fade if we can just trust life and all that kind of stuff. So. I guess what I'm saying is, what have you learned about flowing from the process of flowing into being able to write the book? Because actually, if you couldn't flow, the book wouldn't exist. But also, what do, what's the message in the book about how to do that? Like, how can we get into the flow? Basically, yeah. How can we How can we do it? Um. <laughs> Well, I don't remember the the exact words, but yeah, just go away from this flow. Just let it flow. Just don't hold onto any situation, any person. Don't any past or anything. Any and decide in every moment which uh, frequency you want to live now. You you can decide every moment and then let go. And then decide the next moment <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about a choice. Yeah. And what stops people making that choice anyway, would you say? Because I totally agree with you. Like, it, it's that simple. We make the choice to trust life and to choose wholeness over fragmentation and flowing over forcing and all that stuff. We make that choice and The only thing we need to do when we make that choice is exactly what you said. Let go of all of the illusions that stop us from being in the present moment anyway. And it sounds, you know, it sounds so simple, but it's actually, yeah. it's one of the hardest things for people to do. It's the, yeah. thing, it's the thing that causes the most misery for people, I would say, because when they don't make that choice, it brings friction to their lives. That friction turns to frustration the more that they cling to the things that they want to let go of but can't and then eventually it turns to misery and even that like me and you like we see things it seems in very different ways 
But the lesson is exactly the same. Which yes. Is, is the same. Like, yeah. what's real is real. Exactly the same. Let, let go of anything that's not real and then just get into this natural process of flowing with life, trusting life, knowing that the answers will come, whether it's from your higher self or from wherever else, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, the, the truth is the truth and however it comes to you is all that, it, like, it's going to come no matter what. So why do you think so many people struggle to let go and to trust and to, I guess, align themselves with their their nature? Because they are attached to their past and to their surroundings and families and friends and work and what they are. Yeah, it's their identity. Yeah, identity. That's the only problem, I think. Yeah, and um, I would like to add one thing. Why I put those energy out of myself, why I call them uh, higher energies and not parts of my unknown is because then I I can bring those messages with more confidence. Yes. If if not, it's my ego that says, "Well, but you are not worth it. You you are not that yeah, yeah, yeah. that perfect, you know." But we are all. Yeah, yeah. And if if I give it out this responsibility for those um, messages to those energies out of myself <laughs> yeah 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 which is finally the same outside and inside but if yeah. i put it out yeah there's my ego not coming in and telling me well you are not worth it you're not good enough na 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 yeah, yeah. i just let them speak yeah. you know <laughs> no no is that's kind of what i was trying to say a bit earlier like i think a lot of the time when people are channeling things it's they're saying what they really really think but there's that detachment from it because it's, you know, it's coming from an archetype or some other entity or whatever it is. Like, take the Mickey Mouse thing, right? Like, <laughs> maybe I have some really controversial opinions. If I go online and make a video and I say, I don't know, we're all going to die one day, but that's fine because you're all bastards or something like that. <laughs> that's controversial. But if I say... Or I was speaking to Mickey Mouse, and Mickey Mouse said, "You're all bastards, and you're gonna die with it." Like it is keeping me safe. It's the same message, but I'm delivering it in a way where I'm sharing my truth, but I'm kind of detached from it. If that makes sense. So, is is there another level where channeled truths are? It is what I was saying, I guess. Like they're showing us what our shadow is really thinking and what's going on in there, but it's bringing it out in a way that is more easily easily manageable or something like that. Yes, but here it is our light shadow. What I mean is our light yeah, golden yeah. shadows that yeah, are speaking yeah. Yeah. that we yeah that we put out as well. Ah, oh, this is archangel and I don't know whoever, but. Because I'm not good enough. This is the golden shadow. That's why we split it off. Yeah. yeah. So those messages. Yeah. So is there a... Uh, like a lot of the time when it comes to shadow work and stuff like that, we'll see that we've disowned parts of ourselves. Good parts, bad parts. So, you know, it could be anger, love, joy, 
a connection to God or the truth or whatever it is. All of these things are in our shadow. And the only way that we can integrate them is to just accept them and to become one with them. So, for example, if we realize that we have some anger buried deep down there in our shadow, there's no point in trying to uh, to change the shape of the anger or to change the form of the anger or to you know, refine it so that it looks like something else. The only way we can work with it is to just accept it as it is. And then we get this solid foundation for deciding what we're going to do with it. Awareness, acceptance, and action, right? But it's the same in a way with the channeled entities. So let's say Mickey Mouse pops up in my experience one day and he starts say, saying all these things. The only way that I can truly integrate that message is to become one with Mickey Mouse. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds strange, but to realize that that expression of Mickey Mouse is actually an expression of me maybe yes and the things i've been hiding from myself and so if i if i say you know i'm channeling mickey mouse and he's he's not it's not me it's not me saying this is mickey mouse that is it's the first step to becoming aware of what i really think but mm-hmm. only if i merge with mickey mouse in this example am i really getting that solid foundation of integrating my shadow and becoming more real overall so that i can start building the life that i really want is is that how is that right? Like is that how you see it? That's how I think I see. Um. Um. Yes, <laughs> that's why I say it's finally me. Yeah. yeah. It's it's finally everything is finally one. Wow. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I need to take it out. Mm-hmm. Not the shadow parts. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I. Yeah. That's more easy to me to to accept that this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess not every. <laughs> we all have blind spots. Huh? Yeah, but <laughs> it's a process. It's a process. But yes, I think at first, like these entities and beings pop up is is a kind of dissociation, maybe like it's showing us the frequencies to use your language, the frequencies that we've been denying that we need to start bringing into our lives to feel more complete. And we can listen to the messages and everything, but at the end of the day, it's what we said. It, like, it doesn't matter where the information is coming from, but there are certain things that we all need to face that are going to take us more closely into the truth. And only if we do that can we put ourselves on the path towards our nature or to wholeness and to being real in the way that you know, I love to rant and rave about on this podcast. So, Saskia, this yes. has been a very in- interesting conversation, and I think I've learned something here about channeling Mickey Mouse in particular. I need, <laughs> I'm going to start doing more yoga than I already do, <laughs> and I'm going to eat more greens. So, this has been a, a very interesting conversation for me. Have you got any final words of wisdom to sum this up? Like, what's the main lesson in this? podcast episode i guess and can you also tell people where they can find you so you mentioned your youtube channel but if you got a website and all that kind of stuff can you let people know what it is yes i think the final message that that comes to me is that we are everything and we are not we are not only every shadow there is we are as well every golden shadow and we don't need any 
teacher or something we have all inside of us everything we don't need any buddha outside or <laughs> jesus we 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 are everything inside and we can connect to this frequency inside of us we can decide to be this frequency whenever we want to yeah yeah the answers are in, inside everyone yeah no matter how they show up we all have that connection to the truth yes yeah awesome and uh, what's your youtube channel again um where can people find you um youtube is saskia rosa hartmann yes and then my my internet my website <laughs> is um s r h minus yeah um art energy dot mm -hmm. com perfect well i will share that in the show notes thank Saskia. you oli thank you for this conversation thank and you too i'm so happy we finally managed to do it because we had a lot of technical problems she yes. uh, this is you know it's an achievement so thank you so much. It wasn't the right moment. <laughs> But now it was. Yes. And uh, we are both, both more real now because of this. So thank you. Of course. Ciao. Thank you, Oli. Ciao.